This week, we have a double parasha, Bahar and Behukotai. Uh, these parashas cover Leviticus 25.1 through 27.34. And with this, we end the book of Leviticus. Our parashas for this week remind us of the importance of keeping our promises to the Lord. Very similar to the prayer we kind of just prayed. We begin in Leviticus 25, which records the Sabbath year and the year of Jubilee. The Lord commanded that every seventh year would be a Sabbath for the physical land of Israel. We were to only eat what grew from the land and to not plant crops in that year. Now, Adonai promised to provide for us during the Sabbath year and to give us enough crops in the sixth year to survive. What the Lord told our people to do was not just an act of faith, but it was also good farming. Now, I'm not much of a farmer. Rabbi Lauren knows a bit more about uh, horticulture than I do. But for what I understand, it's important to allow land to rest from being farmed to maintain proper nutrient levels and not exhaust the soil. After seven Sabbath years, the, uh, so 49 years, the 50th year, the year after, was to be a special year. And this was known as the year of Jubilee. All debts were to be canceled, slaves were to be set free, and any land that had been sold was to be returned to the family that previously owned it. Now, Leviticus 26 lays out for us the rewards for following the Lord's covenant and punishments for disobeying. The Lord promises us a rich land and peace if we follow his commandments. We will find victory over our enemies and closeness, real fellowship with our creator. But if we decide to sin and abandon the Lord, we will experience the opposite. There'll be wars, diseases, terror. Unfortunately, the punishments in this chapter are much longer and more specific than the blessings. There is an escalation of punishments as we continue in our disobedience. First, there'll be diseases for people and for the land. Then our enemies will defeat us. If that's not enough for us, Dianu, it's not enough for us. If we continue to defy Adonai, he promises to punish us seven times over. He also promises to break our pride, and again, the land will bear even less fruit than it already was. Should we continue breaking our covenant with the Lord, he will then send wild animals against us. He'll kill our children and our flocks. If that's not enough, the Lord will then bring war and plague. Then we will be given over to our enemies as we starve in our cities, becoming cannibals, which is a horrifying image. And finally, the land will enjoy its Sabbath years while we are exiled into the country of our enemies. Those who are left in the land will live in perpetual fear. With these punishments is also the promise of restoration. If after all these things we confess our sins and turn back to the Lord, he promises to restore us. We will be hurt in the land of our enemies, but not destroyed completely. 
Now, Leviticus 27 ends the book of Leviticus with a discussion of vows. The Lord outlines how we are to redeem our firstborn and the importance of keeping the vows we make to him. This chapter and Leviticus end with a very final detailed discussion on how to properly keep vows involving property. As we reflect on these parashas, the importance of keeping promises is made crystal clear. We know from our people's history that we never followed Adonai's command for a year of Sabbath rest and a year of jubilee. We violated our promise and our covenant with the Lord, and we experienced the punishment in these chapters during the first exile of our people. We experience all these sufferings and more for our consistent and constant disobedience. And as Adonai promised, the land of Israel finally enjoyed Sabbath rest after we were exiled from it. One year for each of the years we did not follow. But the Lord's promises of restoration were also fulfilled as well. Just as he promised we were restored to the land of Israel after we repented, and the first exile of 70 years, one for each Sabbath year ignored, was completed. Worship was then restored to the land, and our people began to rebuild during the time of Daniel and Ezra and Nehemiah. It is clear to see that the Lord is completely faithful to his promises. Everything he said here in Leviticus, in all the details, came to pass exactly those for reward, and those for punishment. As we read in Numbers 23, 19, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? The Lord is an unchanging and unmoving rock in a very flimsy world. You know, we may be wounded for our sins, but he also heals us again. While we are very unfaithful, the Lord is completely faithful, and his faithfulness does not depend on us. Most of us, our faithfulness to other people usually depends on their faithfulness. If they're not willing to honor an agreement, chances are we're not going to honor it either. Because of the Lord's love for us, we are not consumed. Even though we have sinned, he still sent Messiah Yeshua to atone for our sins and provide a way to live forever with him. Our parashas remind us that following the Lord's commands are not optional if we want to enjoy true peace and not suffer. It's really very simple. The Lord has made the way to him clear in our day through the new covenant in Messiah Yeshua. And Yeshua himself said, there was no other way besides him. If you have a problem with that statement, take it up with the Son of God. (laughs) Just as our people had to repent and turn back to the Lord, so we today must do so as well. We need to acknowledge our sins and turn to the promised Messiah, Messiah Yeshua then our time in darkness will end and we will be on our way to the Lord's eternal kingdom. For those of us already part of Messiah's community, these parashas are a reminder that the Lord is 
faithful even when we are faithless. If we have strayed from the Lord, he invites us to return. But we should do so quickly. We never know how many days we have. I was just reminded as I'm reading this now, we uh, heard word of a dear sister in the Lord who passed away this week unexpectedly. We don't, we don't know how much time we have left. The more we persist in our stubbornness, the more suffering we will experience because of it. May the Lord enable us to faithfully live our lives in accordance with his will and not our own. May each one of us enjoy the rewards, not the punishments of the Lord. And finally, may each one of us turn from our rebellion against Adonai and experience the salvation and restoration found only in Messiah Yeshua. Thank you.